Hi there and welcome to the Franchise Radio Show. Privet to have you with us. And today I've got a really exciting topic. It's one that people have been asking me about for a long time. And it's called CRMs, why you need one and where to start. It's actually quite a complex topic I've found over the years with my experience and with many others. And uh, I'm very lucky today to have someone here with me called Nathan Paris. Nathan is a guy that's been helping us in our business for some time now. He's the CEO of a business called On The Fuse. They're an Australian company that helps small businesses increase revenue without the need to hire additional staff by automating their sales, marketing and other operations. Um, over the last four years, Nathan, with his teams, worked with hundreds of small businesses in Australia. Um, he provides strategy, he provides implementation, and overall, that helps increase your sales conversions, and that's what it's all about. So it's all about systemizing and automating your business, and this all comes back to keeping it simple. Um, before Nathan started on the Fuse, by the way, he spent 20 years as an IT consultant internationally, working with a lot of corporations and so on. So we've got a man here who has the expertise and really understands the space he's in. So just a quick note to all of you to remind you to have a notebook there, Drop down, by all means you can replay this, um, uh, this, this radio show, but I suggest you have a pad there, knock down, knock down any points and any questions because you can contact us afterwards if you'd like to do that and we'll give you the details later. So, um, there will be a transcript provided for our franchise simply members. Having said all that, Nathan, hello, lovely to talk to you. Great, Brian. Uh, thanks for having me here. Is there anything you wanted to add to that introduction? No, that was that was pretty big as it was. Um, no, I think you, you hit everything spot on um, with our business here in Australia, and we're about really helping small businesses, establish small businesses, kind of move to that next level using um, basic CRM, but then going into automation as well. Right. Yeah. Look, and that's that's where I suppose I I'm an old paper file man and. Uh, and I've kept for years all my notes with my clients in an alphabetical index, and it just becomes too much to manage, and it's just not practical. And uh, I've tried a couple of CRMs and been disappointed. Others are inordinately expensive. So it's finding the right one at the right time, and that's why I've got uh, Nathan here, because he, he's, he's really across that, and uh, his views on what you do need to do are really appropriate for where you're at in a business. So... Well, what I'll start with, um, really, Nathan, is where do you recommend a small business starts if they're looking for a CRM? Yeah, you know, I, my biggest suggestion is there is don't, don't, don't jump in for too much. I think, um, and the reason I say that is, especially small business, I think a lot of time gets wasted, um, trying to do use too, too, too much technology in the beginning. And I think we forget really, um, what, what we want technology to do is to help us increase revenue. Small business is about revenue, and that's the scorecard that we have to remember. So I think start simple and don't try to do too many complex things because when people try to do the big, huge CRM, automation, all these things, I, I end up finding out that they actually stop doing what they should be doing, which is talking to clients, and then they try doing all this technical stuff. So first advice would be um, start with an Excel spreadsheet or a spreadsheet, a Google spreadsheet. And I know it sounds horrible, especially coming from someone that our entire business is automating marketing and sales, but we actually 
did this recently. We had a launch of a, a new a new um, uh, business into a new industry that you know we could have just jumped in and started using automation. But we we, we used our own advice and it started with a spreadsheet. And then what what happens with that spreadsheet? That spreadsheet multiple people start using. I mean, if you use something like Google Docs or something, that that isn't too much problem. But then where all these data points, you know, last time I talked to them, and you start realizing, hold on here, we're actually now losing information. We're, we're, this is important stuff. We need to know when did we talk to this person? When did we, um, what was that conversation up with Jack? What was, then a spreadsheet now starts becoming, okay, this is not doing it. Okay, but there's a pain there. You say, okay, we gotta move this next. So now I would say, okay, let's start talking, you know, basic CRM. And, Again, I would say jump into your basic, your lower expensive ones because, and this is again going through life cycle. I'm assuming you're not 100% established yet too. So just kind of put that caveat in there and, and we don't want to take too much time to keep going next level. So the first one is, is something, um, something basic, something you, you, you know the pains you have because you've been using something like spreadsheets or cards or something. So you jump into a basic system. Uh, we always recommend something like a capsule or a Zoho. Um, and capsule, I think, I think it's like five dollars a month. I don't even remember, but it's so cheap and easy to use. And you can even take that spreadsheet and put everyone in. And you know, within a week, you should be able to use it. it, it it's that simple. So then that's where it start. That's that next round. Um, and most businesses, something like that is probably gonna um, fill you up for a while. You know, and take care of your needs. Um, you start moving into things like, okay, now we have a, a pipeline of sales. And depending on which one of the systems you created or you're using, are you able to now see um, people through your pipeline? Are you able to see stages of your pipeline? Are you able to see conversions to see, okay, how many calls and how many conversions? And that now starts leading to, okay, is Capsule doing that? Do we need um, Do we need a different system? And you would have asked those questions too. Jumping in like a capsule, I believe that you can have what's called opportunities uh, management stuff like that. But the point I'm trying to make is that's a start basic, and then you'll you'll grow out of it, um, and you'll feel some pain. I think people, even though I recommend the spreadsheet, I think people do stay in there too long, right? So I I do even though I'm saying start there, you got to see that there's pain and you're you're starting to lose uh, business or something. Okay, we got to jump in that next level. Um, but there is a definite process. That's a long-winded answer, Brian. Is that? Yeah, no, I, and I know when I did a search for one of our clients and my own interest a few months back, I, I Googled, right, and the Google results I got from some independent agency in the States, there's 1,700 different CRMs. Yeah. I was yeah. under, I knew there were dozens, and I certainly know there are, a number, we'll talk about the more sophisticated ones shortly, but there are a number of quite well-known sophisticated ones out there, and you hear all these rumors and stuff and so forth. So I'm fascinated because I haven't heard of Capsule. How do you spell that, actually? It's C-A-P-S-U-L-E. Spell it. Okay. And, I, and I'm pretty sure it even has a, it might even have a free trial. And that's something a lot of these ones, these entry-level ones have. They actually even give you a free trial. So... When you're going to make this decision, I would say grab a couple and play with them for you know a weekend. You know, you, you use your weekend. You're a small business, so use your weekend for admin something like this, and go play with a couple of them. Put a few contacts and and, and see what it is. Um, 
And I would also recommend don't go custom. Anytime I hear the term custom and all of the money I've seen clients lose because they go with some custom system that, you know, and then every time they need to change something, the money they have to spend to get that custom system to tweak, go with an out-of-the-box solution that does your 80 to 90% and run with it and run with it hard. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. You're gonna if you do a search, you're just gonna you're gonna come up with a, um, a few. So you know, I, I think stick with name brand ones. Um, another great one, uh, Pipe Drive is a great one that for more sales sales oriented. Um, but yeah, I think your, your capsule. I think this is a great place to start. I, I think this one we recommend all the time, actually. I, I love that. I suppose my experience was a few years ago with a larger business, and we used Salesforce. Yep. What intimidated me with that was, at the time, I remember this was about 10 years ago, we had a lot of consultancy work to set it all up. Once it was set up, it was okay, but it was fairly expensive. And for most businesses today, unless you're a larger business employing dozens of people and having a number of sales staff, you just can't justify that scale. So we look at that, when you, you talk about the capsule, for example, a pipe drive, and yeah, I wish I'd followed that <laughs> that advice. We've just <laughs> but so does Prue because she's she's laboured with this as well. Um, what, what would you recommend for the average smaller business or or indeed entrant into CRM? Because it doesn't mean you're going to be very small. A lot of people haven't got CRMs, even though they're a modest or moderate size. So, what would you recommend from a graduation point of view, moving into that situation where you're going to use the data? and start to get hands off and get some automation getting into your sales flow. Yeah, and, okay, so yeah, that's a great point because I think there's even triggers, though, that to talk about before you even know the, that you're graduating. Um, and I, I think some of it is around, okay, how much, how much time am I having to use to follow up with, um, with um, leads, with uh, new clients, with gathering referrals, so kind of that life cycle of the business. I think the graduation point um, is that you have to you have to feel these triggers happen. And an example is um, you're established, okay? You you have clients coming in and you're falling behind. And one of the areas you realize, and this is a typical one because that kind of sees you're getting when you get a new client on, you would love onboarding that new client to run without a human having to do everything. And that's like an indication, okay, okay, so right now, every time someone comes on, uh, we have someone call them um, in a week, if we remember, um, we have them sent a couple things. Um, in two months, we want to do a survey. Um, and you know that how important this is to onboard board a new client because you, you've gone through it, you've paid for them, and you know how important this is. But you, you start realizing, okay, if that could be automated, um, if I wouldn't have to hire new staff to do that, then I would, I could revenue-wise, I could see it, it's worth having having that done for me. That's an, one example. Um, so that's a trigger point. Say, okay, I I need that in my business. Um, now, if you don't have a lot of clients coming on, you got a lot of time on your hands, then. You could probably just handle that with, with a staff member, but if, when you're starting to come full, you're starting to really get that to work. Then, and or you, or you want to be spending that time acquiring new clients, then that's when okay, that's when we start talking about okay, 
graduating to um, a CRM that's really more about automation. Um, what we specialize in is Infusionsoft. So Infusionsoft is not the only um, marketing automation platform out there, but it's the one that um, we specialize in. It's our favorite. We feel that it's above the curve uh, for full solution. So we are definitely, um, we lean on that. Yeah, look, and, and um, I, we use Infusionsoft. I met you, and I'm, I'm glad I did because we did fall foul of that trap that we all fall into, or so many of us, with the internet and websites and all these areas where there are so many people out there that know enough to be able to sort of put the wool over your eyes to offer, you know, premium quality consulting. Um, generally at pretty high fees that you sort of say, well, I don't have a choice, but then they don't deliver the goods. And that's, that's what concerns me is, is seeing people fall into that trap. And I, I guess it can happen with any of those more sophisticated CRMs. And the, the reason that we decided to stay with Infusionsoft and we could have gone out of it, and this isn't an Infusionsoft promo, by the way, is that we've been able to analyze since we went onto it early last year, We've been able to analyze in really quite sophisticated detail all of our inquiries, all of our clients, all of our touch points. And that's where uh, perhaps that leads in for you, because when, when we're talking through that, um, what, where do you, if we, we just put it on the other foot and say, you know, when you're looking at people to move forward into automation, looking for a good return on investment, what, what how would they take that step? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, that example I was using before about the onboarding, um, and then what you're talking about is on the lead acquisition side and, and, and being able to see all those numbers. That's another area that it's a trigger, I just want to mention, because if, you're, if you know you're losing leads because you, you're not having a way to support it behind the scenes, um, then that's another trigger point. So I just want to throw that in there. I think that, that's a brilliant thing you put in terms of where do you start, um, I always I always say, you know, wh where can you get your quickest ROI? Where if you if you say, you know what, Nathan, um, we are losing leads. Um, we, we we could increase conversions if if we had some help behind the scenes, automating the sales and marketing, triggering our sales team. When should we call them? As well as clients are coming on board, we could retain them longer if we had the onboarding things like that. Then, but Nathan, once we get started, where would you recommend? And this is for, it doesn't matter what system you use, uh, by the way. This, this is just where we've seen people make the most immediate money. And the most immediate money, and I know people have heard it, but I, we don't see it implemented as much as we hear people talk about, it, is in your existing client database. Okay, so if you're, if you're moving to this level saying, okay, we need to now move to the next level, where are we established, where are we have flow, then you have an existing database. You have a clientele, and that is your number one area that you, when you turn on um, a system that has automation, that you should be reactivating and you should be re-engaging uh, your current client database. And the idea is that that's your low-hanging fruit. And if, if we start off with that, then that should generate revenue to support <laughs> your switch that you just changed in your business to move to this next level of uh, systemizing it. So that is basically um, a way to quickly get a, a, an ROI, and it is the quickest ROI. 
that we that we know of. And the reengage can be anything from um, going back for anyone that ordered product A and telling them telling them about how product B can help them. Going back and just giving um, um, client, depending on how long they've been client, some type of reengagement surveys, getting them back to know, you know, segment them, understanding their needs, um, to offering promos based on past um, purchases, to finding people that were only leads that never move forward, to get reengaging them. So it's all about using that gold mine we call of data you already have. What we don't recommend, which is what people usually do when they think about um, a marketing automation um, platform, is they start trying to acquire new leads. And acquiring a new lead is five to seven times more of a cost than simply trying to reactivate your current database. So that's why we're so anti it. Um, we're not saying don't get new leads. We're just saying you're going to get your quickest ROI by reengaging your current list. That's good advice, actually. Yeah. Now, in many businesses, particularly where there's recurring services or there's updates being done or exactly improvements you can you can publicize or getting referrals of course because uh, as you say doing a survey um, gives you the opportunity then to do that and this is this leads me into where we used to use different service providers for all these different things like you know you for your for your, your shopping cart for your autoresponder for your you know for a very simple maybe CRM of some sort these days these larger systems have incorporated everything. They're becoming all things to everybody. Um, so it's integrating those, isn't it? Um, it is. And I think, again, that comes to that, those triggers of um, you're feeling pain because you have probably three or four systems. Um, and, you know, you're using Capsule. Um, then you decide, hey, I, I can have some, I can have some automation using like a MailChimp with it. But then, you be, everything eventually becomes uh, uh, disconnected, disconnected, and you have all these lists, and then, okay, there's just two systems. And then I want people to pay. I want people to purchase. Okay, and then I want triggers to be going on based on the service date. Okay, all right. So once you start having that, because I love the service date thing, too, is, you know, that's, a, that's an easy way for current lists, too, to say, hey, we know we've sold them product A, and we know that typically after six months, um, they need to replace it, or in 12 months they need a service on it, or um, not just a survey to go to them, but I want um, someone to be tasked to call them, right? And this is now, now you're starting to talk about how a system behind the scenes can really start to put all these together in one place, and it really starts becoming, done right, it starts becoming uh, a new employee, <laughs> or even starts re replacing what employees um, currently do and puts them on to revenue generating tasks or just lightens their load so they, they can go out and, out and do more. Yeah, look, that's that's where it, it's learning a new discipline. Um, I've certainly found that, you know, I've, I've had a habit of, you know, communicating with people with individual emails, even though I've got, got basic templates, but I sort of tend to chop and change them around and, and I've realized, looking closer now, since we've really added levels to our CRM, that most of that I can actually standardize. And right. as you say, that saves the time of me working on it, which is obviously key, key element, but also staff as well. So what other range of things 
that you can do through a CRM these days. I mean, we know you can, you know, you can, you can manage the client base as far as having all that data there as a file. Um, but what else can you do? What other tools are there you can use as far as automation and improving your marketing and client contact and so on? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a big question. Um, one of the, you know, the, the simplest is if, if we start talking about, especially on the marketing and sales side, start talking about your funnel and being able to segment your list that's coming in. And by segment, I mean being able to capture and understand where they're interested in. So if you are going to start going on the, um, the you know, acquisition of new clients, then when you do acquire them, you need to start being able to segment them and know what were they interested in when they came to you. Because maybe if they don't buy now, um, they might buy in 12 months. Okay, and I think this is the key. When, this is actually the number one key with, with, with on the client acquisition and and kind of marketing automation systems like Infusionsoft is the strategy needs them to be understand. We're not here to convert to help you convert the person that's just going to call and say yes, I'll pay. Anyone can do that. You're already doing that. Okay, we're here to help convert the person that says I need to think about. It. We're here to convert the person that says you know maybe not now but in three months' time. Those are the people that we're here to help convert. And we want to do that behind the scenes, saving you all time. We want to be able to capture a lead. We want to be able to know what were they interested in. If they don't buy now, we want to be able to send them something in a couple of weeks. We want to be able to see, okay, did they click on that information? If they did click on that information, maybe it's time now for a salesperson to give them a call. Okay? Or even during a doing a pipeline, um, maybe it's they have a little link that says, "Yeah, call me," and that triggers an SMS to your salesperson to say, "You know what? This person clicked. Give them a call." So on the sales side, and then this is this is more of a pipeline that has humans um, involved. Um, some people, some of our you know clients, obviously they have a pure uh, e-based pipeline where leads come in. It's all through landing pages and such. And they even drive them to maybe more of an e-commerce site that they lead in to get the sale. And then on the back end, through automation, they're automatically even getting segmented on you know frequency of purchase, last purchase, upsells, all that. So um, I kind of bounce from acquisition to back end to e-commerce. But I don't know, maybe I'm, hopefully I'm throwing out enough that you start realizing it's really the things, actually you hit on this, Brian, it's really things that you're probably already doing, but we're probably feeling in the frequency more. We're probably getting to those key five to seven, and now they're starting to say 11 touch points yeah. where 80% of sales are made. So we're, we're saying, no, you already, we already know you're just, you can convert the one call people, but we're saying let us help you with the people that's going to take five to seven to 11 touch points to get the sale. So this is the pure pipeline, really, to be able to do it without having to continually take out diary reminders and so on and so forth. So, and I'll explain a little bit to people who aren't familiar with that process, uh, although maybe uh, Nathan may wish to add, or I'm sure he could do better. But when we talk about pipeline, we're talking about really all those communication points and different ways you can do it right from the time you get someone's name, whether that name comes from a database whether it comes from a contact or a call they made to you, whether you met them at, a, at an event somewhere, it's really just making sure they get massaged with a number of contacts. So that's where you see 
from a lot of people you deal with, you get a, a weekly or a five every five days or every two weeks, you get an email come through with something else in in there, um, where you've got a you know a newsy item or something that's just just to, just to keep you in touch. And then periodically, the whole point there is, and this is where I refer to Nathan because the science of this is quite is quite specific, is actually giving them a little bit of something extra value. So you. Yeah freebie, whether it's a book or whether it's a brochure or whether it's a whether it's a gift or something in the mail. Um, and so that when you come to a point where um, you really want to send them something more detailed or you want to in, engage with them, they are more familiar and beginning to build that trust. Um, so and I suppose the point about that, Nathan, it's very easy to try and error that over a long time and never get it right. Um, how do you recommend you, you go about setting up that sort of pipeline? If that's not getting too broad for the topic I've got you to talk. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the key things you said is is, is value. Like you got to have, you need to be sending something of value. So you're not just saying, "Hey, are you ready to buy it?" Hey, are you ready to buy it? You actually need to look at, okay, especially and especially in, in the first conversations. Um, where you're having chats and you're starting a dating process. I always like the analogy of starting a dating process. You know, when you first date, you're not just walking up and say, all right, you know what? You're gorgeous. Let's get married. Right? You know, it, 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 it is like that. And so you got to look at your, your sales process. And it's not just automation. Like you got to look at your sales process and, and see, okay, am I just asking for Mary Graf for that? Okay. How, how, how do I know? How, how should I be breaking up my sales process? Okay, so physically we do this, this, and this. So it's no different on the back end. Um, if you're going to use the automation, okay, let's break up some emails like this, okay? Let, let's and let, let's actually give them some value. Like you said, is it, what, what if someone's interested in product A? What would be something of value I could give them that they could actually use, um, and it would help them, mm. right? Because by doing something like that, they're that they're, they're more likely if they're not buying now to think, oh, you know, when they're already. You're going to be the one that comes to mind. Um, and I think when, especially when we go into like a, a longer term nurture, what we call a short term or longer term nurture, those, those are the things that, that matter. So, um, every, a lot of people get emails, um, and they get ignored. So you need to be actually giving them value. Now, it does change when, when you have physical salespeople. Um, you know, you, you got to be willing to pick up the phone. <laughs> so we're not ever saying that, and I think that kind of gets glazed over too, is that when the second you go automation, people are thinking, oh, great, now I don't ever have to call anyone. Or, no, 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 no. We're just saying you want to be doing multiple meetings, multiple types of touch points. So email is one. Um, calls are incredibly important or two. Um, SMSs are important. And then putting that into a flavor that you are doing follow-ups that, are meaningful to the actual lead, um, putting it into a flavor that you're delivering value to them along that funnel. And value is probably the number one thing. Um, and that there is, um, you're right, there is just a science behind it. And it's different if it's um, an e-commerce product, if it's a, um, you know, a, a real estate. I mean, it's just, it is different, right? But I think the key is, is are you are you finding ways you could give them value, you could help them, you um, you understand that hey um, hey you're actually following up. Let's just start with that, Brian. Um, you're actually following up, <laughs> okay? And that is probably the number one thing that people don't do is they don't even follow up. They'll get a lead and they're not following up. 
Okay, so hopefully we got past that. And then we find out that people, um, I forget the stats. The stats are ridiculous. So the number of people that don't follow up over two times, um, it just dra drastically um, drops. So are you at least setting up your pipeline to make sure you have five to seven points of follow-up? That's actually that long-winded answer. That that's that probably goes in the um, pipeline and setting it up, Brian, is are you making sure that at least five to seven points of contact of follow-up? Have you made sure no matter what, anyone comes in, they will get five to seven points of contact. Right, yeah, okay. Um, and I probably went off base a little bit on, on yours, but okay. that probably takeaway at the end is probably, if okay, Nathan, what would you do to help set up a sales pipeline? That's the first thing I'd say, okay, what are the five to seven points of contact that you are going to guarantee happen? Right, now here and now, can I, can I, can I um, ask you if you can be kind enough to give me enough time to do another one of these radio show interviews? Where we yeah, definitely. Yeah, these are fun. That pipeline, the front, <laughs> because that is a topic in itself. It's, yeah. There are books out there, and there's lots you can read, lots of conflict, but it's making it right for your business. And this is this is where you can waste huge amounts of time and money, and time in itself is money anyway. So. Everyone, that's going to be a follow-up one that we'll get to in the next few weeks. So um, I think we've we've really opened up here. It's not a can of worms; it's a can of opportunities. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if I can jump in there, Brian, the number one thing I would recommend is um, don't overthink a little bit. Like if if you you could actually just go action. Oh, you know what? My pipeline. And if you don't know the term pipeline, how do I follow up with a new lead? Just go figure out a way so that you make sure you're going to um, have five points of contact, make two of them calls, three of them emails, and I, and I would throw one SMS in there. Just start with that. And you, you, if you don't have an automated system and do it, then use your spreadsheet and have a column said, yes, I've sent this, I've done SMS, I've done this, I've done this. And watch your, your, your sales will change. It, it's actually difficult. It would be difficult for you not to have more conversions over the next month if, if that's all you did. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I certainly concur with that. I'm, I know that from my personal experience, without trying to push my barrow to anybody, the amount of time on my hands this year compared with last year, I've probably got 40% more time to run my business better and grow it than I had before I started implementing I've always had pipelines before I started getting it well managed. Yeah. And that's where having this proper system, which we've now refined even more in the last couple of months, makes such a huge difference. It doesn't, I don't, I'm not driving the car these days and say, oh crikey, I must ring so and so. Oh, right. I at three in the morning. Oh, I forgot to ring so and so. Yeah. It's all prompted um, right the way down from appointments and everything. So, um, but I think the key to it, as I see it, and this is where we'll come back when we talk next time, is making it, making it meaningful for people. So it's, it's a, it's, it's, and this is what you were alluding to. It's almost like a human touch. You're not getting something that looks like it's straight out of a box, run off as a standard Romeo type, you know, copied out of some, some, somebody's manual somewhere. Sort of line of communication, which just doesn't, it doesn't read human, it reads word processor sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And I'm just conscious here we could go off into all sorts of areas. Um, but, um, 
you've given us an enormous amount there. Um, I think we picked up so much. And I, I'm, whilst I've got a few more questions for you, I really think that they're more appropriate for another conversation because we are getting, we've really got into the, into the, the pipeline process and then how you make that work. So you've got us, yeah. um, now we're saying, how do you make it cook with gas? What do you do to get all the value out of it, to tune the engine, to turbocharge it, really, because the knowledge is the turbocharge, isn't it? It's the expertise that comes in as to how you use that tool um, makes all the difference. Yeah, I agree, a thousand percent. Yeah, right, okay. Look, um, I, I know that um, when we chatted before, you did make a generous offer to uh, to, to our, our listeners, but before I do that, was there anything you wanted to add to round this conversation of talking about, you know, CRMs and growing, growing the size of you, the model you use or the platform you use? Is there anything you wanted to add, Nathan? No, I, I you know, I think we did start going a bit deeper than we intended. Um, but you know, I think just come back to the first point. Keep it simple. Um, don't over overthink it. Um, and and I just put implement and action something, and then that's better than than nothing. And then you'll 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 see the planes and, and the touch points and what you need to be doing, and then you'll know it's time to grow into that next the next evolution. But um, yeah, keep it simple, and you know, remember that the goal is revenue; it isn't um, <laughs> spending time on admin. So I think <laughs> those those only bits there with a CRM and systemizing automation. Look, I I love that. Um, that's what I like about talking to so many different people. Is you pick up little 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 nuggets and certainly picked up a few today from Nathan and uh, he just mentioned at the end there, you know, it's about revenue, not like not using your time, but actually creating time and creating revenue and uh, and not falling for the too much technology. Yeah. There are a level we've all got limits to how far we can go with technology and with the time. And that's where you've got to look at wisely. Do you have a team member? Do you employ somebody in India or in the Philippines to do it? Or do you use a a consultant and and so forth. And we've been through that whole process and been bitten a few times, had some good outcomes. But you have to be conscious that you outgrow these things continually because the technology is changing. People who are in the tech side get behind as well. So that business about not getting sucked into too too much technology, I think. And also what I liked your comment there, Nathan, was about don't try and custom it, you know, it's a bit like if you're downloading an updated version of Microsoft Word. For goodness sake, don't touch the custom bottle bottom because you'll end up having to answer questions you don't know, don't understand, and end up with something that doesn't work. So um, the, the other term that Nathan uses I like was to graduate because that actually makes sense. You're going through a learning process, a skill, a skill building process. So you're going to graduate from one model to the next. And the other thing I liked, which I haven't heard, but I suppose I've used analogies, but what he used there for the describing the, um, the flow or the funnel is treating it or thinking of it like a dating process. And I like that. It's right from would you like to have a dance through to would you like to come to the cinema and so on and so forth. And it's, each one of those is of value because you're actually having contact with that date until you get to the point where you know each other and they're perhaps happy to go on holiday to the Mediterranean together or whatever your objective might be. So um, that's a really lovely one that I shall have embedded in my memory. So without wanting to take 
too much time running through the summary. I'd just like to say, Nathan, I've been delighted hearing from you, and it's been a really, really productive show. So um, just in just reminding you that little arm twist I did about the offer, you said that uh, you were happy to, to offer something to our, our listeners. Can you... Um, can you can you broaden on that point? Yeah, yeah. I think you know it comes back to who who we work with, and I, I think if if you're established business, you're looking to grow. I think the key is you're you're wanting to do that without hiring additional staff. But right now, right now, you're finding it hard to keep up with leads, hard to keep up with new clients, and generating referrals. And th- that's that's the indicator that it's probably it's worth to have a chat with me. Um, and, and so the offer is anyone that, you know, kind of starts falling into that, wants to discuss um, CRM, but probably even that next level of how could we use automation, would it work for us, then um, feel free to give me a call um, and we can do a 30-minute uh, web conference and go through specifics of your business. And, you know, I can help you out and say, yep, you're matched in here or Remember I said capsule. <laughs> so I'm happy, to, or um, there's an upside. You know, there's people that, you know, oh, wow, you're even past that. That's why I would recommend this. So just a 30-minute web call um, to anyone that, that starts kind of falling into that. And feel free to give us a call, 07-3395-1972. And um, schedule time or go to www.onthefuse.com, the AU, and on the fuse. Fuses with a Z at o n t h e f u z e dot com to au. That's brilliant. You know, I always respect somebody that doesn't try to sell you something, but selling you the you know someone else in the marketplace. So yeah, yeah. Now what we do it all the time. We I'll say um, up or down because there is, like I said, I, we're starting. We're pretty good at knowing are we the pick or maybe you, you should. That's why I love this talk. To be honest, is you know start here. Then you can move it around us, and then they're, they're the ones past us. So, um, yeah, only, we, want, we want to make sure we're working with the right clients. So happy to have that chat. That's fantastic. Look, I'll, I'll include with this email and make it quite clear, or with, with, with the, the email that accompanies this, uh, the phone number there for Nathan and the, and the web address. But the fuse, F-U-Z-E, is to remember, um, and uh, we'll get that, get that to you. So I hope you've all enjoyed this presentation. I've been... I really have done. I got really involved in it. And, um, and I must say, you probably gathered from listening to Nathan, he's a delightful guy. I don't think you're not going to find a threatening, heavy armed salesman talking to you to get some genuine advice. So having said all that, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Look forward to, uh, to uh, being in touch again. We have another radio show. Um, so I'll just sign off and say uh, cheerio. And Nathan, I'd like to say goodbye to the listeners. Yes, thank you, and uh, yeah, look forward to another one, Brian. Cheers. Great. Cheerio, everyone.